Welcome back to Hot Topic, where we're honest, open, and transparent. This segment will be on Churcher Part 2, as requested. Um, And we're going to be talking about the leadership aspect of being Churcher Mm -hmm. and where how it looks like to be a leader, how leaders can also be affected Mm -hmm. by things that go on in the church and how it can affect them to a point where it causes anger, rage, even a point of leaving the church because they've been hurt by leadership. Yeah. Um, As well as we're going to ask each other questions on things that we have experienced when it comes to um, leadership church because we were we are both um, leaders in the church. Yeah. Um, we've been the leaders in the church for quite a long time. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of stories that we can express about this topic. Um, so, I'm going to ask Gladys a question. All right, all right. How do you feel about leaders acting immature in the church? <laughs> Um, me personally, how I feel is, um, my flesh gets upset because you're, you've been given a responsibility and you're mishandling it by the way you're treating other people. By the way, you're acting towards other people and you're hurting other people. So, like, my flesh gets upset, but I know, like, I can't act out of my flesh, even though I would love to. But my spirit understands the lack of immaturity. And honestly, it's really hard to deal with immaturity in the church. Simply because I feel like we let a lot of things slide in church. Now, if this was a job, it'd be completely different because you wouldn't let it slide. That's you right. would get consequences. You would be spoken to. Yeah. In the church, for some odd reason, we don't want to have crucial conversations. We don't want to nip it in the butt. And we don't want to talk about it. So we just let people do whatever they want and continue to hurt people nonstop. And then we wonder why people leave the church. Not even that, but we allow... Things that happen in the church, half the times, the same people doing those things in the church wouldn't do them at their job. And the concept is because you getting a paycheck at work. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why you ain't going to act a fool because you know you need that job. <laughs> but in the church, like, just because you ain't getting a paycheck does not mean that there isn't a reward towards your service. Correct. There isn't something that you're holding you know as um as a pending you know paycheck because Mm -hmm. everything that you do against your brother and your sister god sees it you know just because you ain't gotten punished now don't mean you ain't gonna get punished later right just because Mm -hmm. you know they not telling you right now what you're doing wrong doesn't mean that the one upstairs ain't seeing what you're doing exactly and i feel like a lot of the times we're so used to 
this mentality of well like oh if I he let it slide this time I can do it again and you know maybe the pastor ain't gonna say nothing to you Mm -hmm. but we ain't here to please man right we ain't here just to serve man if God can't trust you with his servant Mm -hmm. how you think he gonna trust you in his heavenly place he's not there's just no trust it's uh I don't know I think it's like a different level when it comes to like immaturity in the church not I'm not even saying like it's one thing to be like an immature Christian like church member right it's a whole different level when you're a leader and you're immature for real because how I was like eight no I was like 20 when I became a minister or whatever but I was like 13 when I was on the praise team Mm -hmm. or whatever and being on the praise team even though I didn't have a certain title like I was looked as a leader at a young age you know like because I was up front singing you know leading worship and things like that so like I can understand you know a a person that age being immature because they're still growing Okay, valid, valid, but I'm talking about a grown adult. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're a grown adult, you know, and you got, like, half of the church is younger than you, mm-hmm. there's a problem. Like, and they can't look up to you as a leader. No, because you're constantly gossiping, causing division, always complaining about something. Like, it's always something. You know what it is for me, honestly, when it comes to immaturity of leadership is... Why is it that we're always in a competition? Yeah. Like, why is it... Why can't we just be great in the area that the pastor wants us to be Why great can't in? you just celebrate me? Exactly. Like, why you gotta hate on me? <laughs> like, I don't understand... And I guess we can, like, tap into this as well. Like, we experience that, you know, when it comes to, like, that competition and oh my jealousy God. aspect yes you know on the praise team like it was always like this <laughs> it was always like competition between me and goddess i swear and um people will put us against us because against each other yeah they'll put us against each other because it was that immaturity like because they didn't because one of the leaders didn't like Gladys so I choose Crystal and you know these are older people doing these things and Mm -hmm. it's like you're putting two young adults against each other but if there comes an animosity that happens no we gotta fix between each other like we're not okay but you're causing it you're the one who started it exactly and even like there is times where yeah like God has to deal with your character um, and I mean, I feel like you can speak by example, like, you know, there was a moment in time where you were jealous of me. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> um, what is everything that was done and put in my head? Right. Um, that's what I'm saying. But like, and that's, I think that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, we are, what is that? Like a trickle effect? It's a trickle effect. Yeah. Where someone places something in mm-hmm. your, it's like a seed. That they play. They tell you a story that's not true. And then you follow along with the story. You run with it. And you just keep adding on. (laughs) And you look dumb. Like a fool. (laughs) And you're like. And then you come to realize like. 
why am i acting this way yeah like what where'd this come from right and and then like you like god no i wanted to be first or god no why not me and it's like do you really think god is okay with that prayer Mm -hmm. because you can't celebrate the person that you're envying right now so why is god gonna bless you absolutely you know why is god gonna make you first Mm -hmm. yeah no that that's a good point what's the next question She's looking, she's looking. <laughs> How did you handle what they were doing towards you or others? Oh, um, ooh, this is going to be a hard one to answer. <laughs> um, honestly, so there's like two different parts to this answer. Mm-hmm. So the first part was when it came to myself. I never put my foot down. I never set boundaries. I let people walk all over me. People pleaser. Yes. I allowed people to put me in a state of mind where, like, I blame myself for everything. Mm. You know? And that's not healthy in ministry. Not at all. It is not healthy because it puts you in a bad state of mind. And it, it really made me realize how malicious people can be it made me realize how i don't know how people just are out to get you you know because when i went through everything that i went through and like i remember like it was yesterday me sharing like in front of the church how like i needed help because i nearly ended my life i remember that day no one said a word to me Right, even leaders. Even leaders. Mm-hmm. I remember just one person said something to me about, like, she was praying for me. And, like, even that was just, like, that's all you got? Right. Like, it, and for me, like, I couldn't, I didn't even know how to respond, how to react. It was just, like, a slap in the face, like, somebody threw a cold water on me. Right. I, I didn't. I didn't know what to do. And, like, at that moment, like, this is why, like, it is so important in a church that your leaders are united. Because this is a moment in time where someone in your leadership needs to be uplifted. Yeah. And that's what's considered leadership hurt. Because nobody came to you Mm-mm. in the leadership that you work with together, that you minister to. That's my thing. We minister together. You know what I'm saying? We work together in ministry. We try to save souls together in ministry, but we're tearing each other apart in ministry. I mean, I got the complete opposite. I got talked about, mocked at, laughed at, and I was just like, wow, y'all have the energy to put into that, but you didn't have the energy to say, I'm praying for you. You didn't have the energy to say, you know what, I'm with you. You know, I don't know what to say to you, but I'm going to be praying for you. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. And I mean, like, That just shows the immaturity to know, like, okay, yeah, I'm talking about something that is, you know, a sin. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I almost ended my life and probably went to hell. Yeah. But I did not do it. Right. Now, knowing that you know I'm dealing with this, this is your opportunity to save a soul. Yeah. Even in leadership. And I I hate the mentality that people have that lead people in leadership 
people who are ministers, people who are elders, people who are deacons, people who are ushers, people who work in the leadership board, they can never go through anything. Because if you go through something, you're in sin. (laughs) That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So you telling me that, of course, I'm going to be going through more than the person that just arrived to the church yeah. because I'm working in God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're I'm not work- exempt regardless of what position we have. We're not exempt from going through things. Exactly. Like where did that mentality come from? Man. Stupid mentality. Last time I checked, <laughs> last time I checked, like the enemy's going to come after me even harder mm-hmm. because I'm placing God first because I'm pursuing my future in God and he don't want me to get there. Yeah. Versus a person who's living in the world in the hands of Satan. Like, mm-hmm. and that is the aspect of, like, learning as a leader, you know, to be able to see our defaults yeah. in one another. And not talk about one another, but actually, like, lift each other up. Be there for one to reach out. Like, I don't... I don't really see that. Mm-mm. It's very rare that you see that. Yeah. I mean, thinking about it now, you know, you asked me the question of, like, how did I handle other leaders when it came to, like, either myself or how they handled others. When I found out, like, others were being hurt or talked about, like, I was so quick to jump in and save them and make sure they were okay. But when it came to me, I didn't worry about myself. I want to make sure everyone else was okay. Right. And... Like, I handled other people, you know. Better than you handled yourself. Exactly. And, I mean, back then I didn't realize that. And I realize that now. And it's not a good trait. But um, I was so consumed with other people that I completely forgot about myself. But even when I confronted, you know, these specific leaders about what they were doing, it was like they were oblivious and they didn't know what I was talking about. And it's just like. How are you so naive to the malicious things that you're doing and you don't want to own up to it? No, my thing is, um, how you a leader? You preach the word of God. You minister to souls, but you have no discernment. Because discernment... That's baffling. (laughs) Because, listen, discernment is not just to see other people. It's to see yourself. It's to see yourself. God allows you to have discernment for yourself. Like, he will check you. He Real will, quick. Exactly. He will convict you when you're not mm-hmm. doing something right. So, my question is, if these people don't have discernment, and these people feel like what they're doing is okay, for example, like, you know, treating others badly, gossiping about your leadership, you know, the people on your team mm-hmm. talking about um, just not being there for one another, thinking that it's OK to be challenged and challenging other people in a negative aspect, not pushing them for their pursuit, but trying to tear them down. How can you actually be a leader of God? Like, did you for me, I feel like you obtained that position by performance because it wasn't anointing. Mm say that again (laughs) for real because say that again you did not i feel like sometimes we man can be oblivious absolutely and i feel like that's why we have to because the way you're not 
the people don't show who they are before the elevation. Mm-mm. It's after. It's after. The oh, elevation. absolutely. Like, <laughs> it's like at a job. Have you ever seen someone at a job who <laughs> they doing it like they grinding and they seem like the perfect candidate. You promote them, and then their true colors come and out. And you're like, oh my god, who is this person? Yes. I've never seen this person. It's like, yeah. because they just played you. Yeah. And this is why we need discernment. We mm-hmm. can't just be looking at the flesh and what they're doing. Yeah, they're a great servant when they don't got no title. Mm. But when they got a title, they feel like they it entitled. Yeah. Yes, it gets through their head. Yeah, and it's like, what happened to you still Slooping low. Let me give you a scripture to identify because oh, she got scriptures. <laughs> Philippians two three says, "Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself." All right. The and this is people as leaderships like just because we have a, and I'm seeing I'm talking about people who have like mega churches mm-hmm. where the pastor. They won't let you get near him. He won't place hands on anyone oh, yeah, because he I'm thinks he's, you know, holier than All mine. That, yeah. You know? And it's like, you're still a servant of God. You're still a human being. We still bleed the same blood. Exactly. <laughs> let me give you another one. It says, Mark chapter 10, verses 43. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Mm. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as ransom for many. Mm. So it just identified that even Jesus, who was... The son of God. Mm-hmm. He was 100% God, 100% human. He came to this world and he served mm-hmm. others. He went to multitudes of people. He didn't wait for people to come to him. No. He went out to other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. certain people came to him because of the anointing he had. And they saw, mm-hmm. you know, God in him. And he attracted a lot of people. But he would hang out with you know, multitudes of people healing and blessing them. But we want people to be serving us hand and feet. We want a silver cup, like acting like, you know, we want this robe that has so much bling on it. And Jesus didn't dress like that. He was the simplest can be. The simplest. Mm Mm-hmm. That's something. It's, it, it just goes to show how corrupt, the churches are nowadays and it's just not getting any better and it, it's not getting any better because it starts with the head the head it starts with the head the head has has a lot to do with its leadership if you are not in sync with your leaders and you're not teaching them how to be like christ you're not teaching them and rebuking them when they need to be corrected that's a problem and let's get into our next question is it okay to set boundaries in ministry? Who? Um Boundaries are good. I I believe so. Boundaries are good, but 
like I said before, we let so much slide in ministry that we be- that some people, I do wholeheartedly believe that they believe that putting boundaries is not of God. Too much grace. Yeah. Too much grace. And it's like, I get it. Like, I really get it. But even God himself, if you do something wrong, you're going to find the consequence to it. Even yeah. even if you ask for forgiveness. There's no silver lining. There's no... No, nothing. Like, it's like... He can be graceful mm-hmm. to you. For example, let's say you murder someone. Yeah, we're going to go cold hard. <laughs> let's say you murder someone. Not murder someone. <laughs> right? And in your journey, after you murder in cold blood, you um, found Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you gave your soul to God. And you asked for forgiveness. Or whatever. But they found you guilty. You know, you're going to jail. Yeah. Like, you have to deal with the consequence that you did. But God can be graceful enough to not allow you to serve the sentence that they wanted you to serve. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That is where his grace peaks in. But that does not mean you're not going to end up going to jail because you did do this. still serving the time. And, you know, and there is evidence. I remember watching a prophet, Lovi, and this man was on a case trial. Mm -hmm. And he prophesied to his life that God is going to turn things around. Come to find out, he was found not guilty. That's crazy. You know, like, there is an extent to where God can show you grace but it all depends on your heart. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. You need to have discernment because everybody that sits in front of you that says, yeah, I passed or I won't do it again. <laughs> they lying to you. You know, doggone well, you're doing it again. Especially if they, if you, they already have a reputation mm-hmm. of doing it. You know, where they don't really show remorse on what they did or they justify their action. I feel like that's so one given, like... I like identification that you're gonna do it again. If I sit you down and, and you t- constantly have an excuse, exactly, you're constantly trying. To, well, no, this person did, but you don't ever blame yourself, or you never take actions for what you did. Exactly, you're going to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that some pastors, leaders are just not okay with boundaries. They feel like it's just, it's crossing a line. You know what? At our old church, right? I used to be mad. (laughs) But like coming as, you know, becoming more mature, I do thank my old pastor for how he ran ministry. Mm -hmm. Because there was a lot of things that he would not tolerate. Yeah. And he would run his ministry as an organization, as a business. Because that's what it is. It is, right? So, like, he w- he was hard. Mm, annoying hard. <laughs> Annoyingly hard. But you know what? It, it made me understand structure when it comes yeah. to ministry. Mm-hmm. It made me understand, like, he was right. Like, if you're willing to go to work sick, but you want to mm-hmm. c- say you can't come to church. Yeah. Like, you know where your your heart is placed. Absolutely. You know, he's like, because you ain't going to miss no paycheck. You but right. you're going to miss a day for God. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the moment. It's so annoying to hear It's it. so annoying, but it's, it's true. Like. Yeah. We rather give so much more to the world than we would rather give in ministry. Mm-hmm. But boundaries are needed. Boundaries, boundaries are, needed. are needed because 
if you do not set boundaries, people going to walk all over you. They going to trigger some stuff in you. They going to set some trauma in your life that you just you, you're not ready for. Right, and we have to also understand like whoever is doing foulery or whoever is doing things that is causing division, confusion, frustration, like we have to you know like discipline that person in grace. Yeah. But not so much grace that you continue allowing them to do what they're doing and they cause a trickle effect to your whole ministry. Yeah, where your whole ministry is it's now it's not just in the leadership group, it's outside of that group. Yeah. Where other people are finding out what's going on. You know, where other people are beginning to talk to the church, where other people don't even want to come to your church. Yeah. When you your church is not having a bad reputation of your leadership, of how you run your church. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is what you're allowing to happen if you don't set boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see what next question is there for you. Um, what does a leader represent to members of the church and the pastor? Oh, um... I would say leadership and, you know, like first and foremost is a servanthood. Mm-hmm. You know, people think it has to do with entitlements and position and titles. And it really is more of a responsibility to serve. Mm-hmm. It's really is honestly bowing down to the people who are above you and people who are below you. Yeah. Like, now you are in a place where now everybody sees you, and now you have a reputation to keep Mm. in who God is. Because we're not trying to prove to people who we are, you know, and I feel like that's a misconception. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to prove ourselves. We're trying to show people who Christ is. We're trying to show people to come unto Christ, like... God brought me here from where I was at, Mm -hmm. and he can do the same thing with you, but this is how it works. You know, like, I feel like in leadership, you have to swoop much lower to captivate people because of the position you hold. And when it comes to pastoring, like, you as a leader, you are now more responsible to your pastor than you were before. Mm. Like... In any event, you are supposed to be supportive, Mm. you know. Financially, you're supposed to be supportive, you know. And it's not like, well, he's asking for too much. No, like, if God placed you, excuse me, if God placed you to be a leadership in that ministry, it's because you're not just helping him in, in the ministerial aspect of preaching and praying for people and helping to teach but you're also helping in any financial issues that are going on in the church you know you're helping him with any lack that he needs you're helping him in prayer to lift him up to make sure anything that he needs you know that he can't handle because you're literally taking something off of his plate so he can continue doing the work of God. It's a huge responsibility. It is, and people take it lightly. Like, no, I want to be a leader. No, I want to be... But then when the pastor's actually do this, that, and a third... Oh, you... I can't do that. You said yes! Exactly. You accepted the call. You said yes. 
Yeah. And oh. I remember in the old church, uh, you can't go to no service. You're hearing lip. <laughs> lip. It was not like, no, I can't go. No if ands, or buts. <laughs> like, it don't matter. He didn't even care if you work. You better call off. He already knew the words that were about to come out of your mouth. He's like, I want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and it was just like, it just made you angry because it's like, dude, like, I, I, like, I get it. But, like, I think one of the things, this is, like, off topic, but I'm yeah. gonna say One of the things that, like, you can't have me working two days a week and think I can't, and God's going to bless me <laughs> to pay my rent, my car note, <laughs> my car insurance. Like, God can bless, but this is why I got a job. For real. And you ain't paying me in the church. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's, a, there's an extent. And that's what I'm trying There's to get There's a balance. To. There's yeah. a balance. When, mm-hmm. like, when you feel like one part of your life is deteriorating because, for example, like, I'm not saying that if you give your all in ministry, it's wrong. But if you're giving your all in ministry, it should show that. Your fruits. Your, you know, in your finances, yeah. in your personal life. But when you're doing things out of order without God's alignment, like, mm. you cannot just go to work. And you ain't getting blessed anywhere else. Like, how is the money going to come in? So you have to balance your work life, your personal life, with your ministerial life. Mm. As a leader. Because it's very important. And that's why, you know what, I give a shout out to my pastor. Because he understands where things go on. He understands when you have to work. You know, he understands when you can't make because you have to work. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that. Because, you know, he knows you need to make some money. Right. But as long as you're not, it's not always an excuse. Because mm-hmm. I feel like once it becomes always an excuse, like, I can't because I have to work. It's like, all right. Like you said, balance. Balance, yeah. Yeah. This is a good topic. It is. How do you feel, though? Um, I want to, like, derail the conversation a little bit more towards, like, Combining the immaturity, combining the lack of boundaries, combining all that together, when leaders are on the loose in ministry and they're not being stopped, they are causing so much division. They are causing so much hurt in the church. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times they're not being stopped. They're Mm -hmm. not being stopped. They're not being... Um, sat down, they're not being spoken to, right. and it's just getting worse. Mm-hmm. And whoever is listening to this, if you've experienced this or are experiencing this, like you really need to put yourself in prayer and ask God to to guide you to speak to someone to ask for help. Um, whether you're the victim or whatever the case may be in the situation, you need to seek help um, because it's not it's not okay to be dealing with that. Right. And if you are a pastor or an elder or a minister listening in, and you you know you've experienced it or are experiencing it, you need to put a stop to it. You have right. to because it's just. You cannot allow the spirit of Jezebel of control to continue to run through your ministry. Right. It's not It's not okay. God did not call us to be this way. God did not call us to be in ministry to be this way. Right. And then, 
as well as that, like, we have to understand the way we act, especially as leaders, we can hurt people. Yeah, and they don't want to come back. They don't want to come back. They don't want to serve God. Yeah, you aren't... Ooh. I don't even want to say you unintentionally hurt people because, no, you're intentionally hurting people. And my thing is, like, that is something crucial. Your Their blood is on your hands. Yeah, like, that is something crucial spiritually to have over you like you're gonna be held accountable that you drive someone away from god oh my god where they stop believing in god yeah like that 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 is the worst curse to have on your life for real and you know curse isn't made witchcrafts can't give you curses it's just a witchcraft right and it's a spirit that they may lead towards you but it ain't a curse because you can pray it away. Right. A curse is something that you need to break by God. And the only one that gives a curse is God. Mm. And there's many curses that he gave in the Bible. If you want to come correct, you can come correct. <laughs> but um, I would never want God to curse me because mm-hmm. I've hurt more people than saved more people. Oh, wow. Like... That just gave me chills. <laughs> because it, it's sad to um, oh, to know man. that we are supposed to be servants of God. We're supposed to be Christ-like minded. Mm. We're supposed to be reflecting who Christ is. And we're reflecting the devil. Wow. We're reflecting demons. We're reflecting Satan. Mm. Like, how, how... My thing is, like, how can we be that naive? And how can the people who are over us be that naive to allow things to continue going on? Like, I'm not saying drive them out the church because that's not what it is. But you need to show them, like, if this is the position you want, the title you want, you need to not just show me. Right. But the people that you're working with, like... The people you're serving. Exactly. That you are here because god sent you here yeah you're not here to perform you're not here for a title you're not here you know to boost your ego but you're here because you're on an assignment Mm. for god you know and i feel like we need to go back i don't condone exposing people i don't condone it i don't feel like people should go on the altar and you know talk about people publicly because um, I just don't think it's right. Like, if you have an issue with someone... Because the reason why I don't condone it is because you can publicly say it to embarrass that person or call that person out. But you're not just calling that person out. You are literally... Every anger that you're doing it in, you're infecting everyone that does not know what's going on. Yeah. You know? They're like... Now you're putting people to talk. Mm-hmm. Like... Oh, what's going on? And yeah. that, that causes confusion. That causes gossip. Division, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't condone that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you Like, if a leadership is doing something, you need to sit them down. Like, I do believe in disciplina. Dis- discipline, yeah. Yes, <laughs> disciplina. Like, sit down. Like, you I believe... Sit for a minute. Yes. A hot minute. And it's like an examination. Like, yeah. and if you don't change, then you're not getting your position back. Yeah. Like... Like, this, this is where we agree to disagree and we can part ways. Right, because if you was acting like that because you felt somebody was taking your spot, well, you was acting completely wrong because now someone is taking your spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this 
This topic can go on for for hours. <laughs> it really can. It can go on, but I think we got like the gist of it. Um, we'll obviously do another part of church hurt. I think we got a lot of, we said a lot, um, and we covered a lot of the basis of, like we said, just lack of immaturity in ministry, and remembering that it it does start with the head. It starts with the head and it trickles down and we have to remain in prayer, remain in discernment, Mm -hmm. remain in Christ, remain united with each other. Like she said, if you have an issue with somebody, go talk to them, you know, face to face, have a witness with you, like the word of God says, to confront that person, Mm -hmm. Um, nip it in the butt, you know, talk it out and then move forward from it, move on, forgive and move on. Um, there's just so much that the world is coming to now when it comes to the church that we have to be the bigger people. We have to get ahead of it rather than be reactive towards it. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening in. We ask that you like this, that you share it, and that you stay tuned for our next episode. And this is Hot Topic where we're honest, open, and transparent. Y'all have a good day.